Hi, friends. Welcome to Enlightened World Network. Dr. Ruth Anderson and Sue Broom here for Messages from Our Loved Ones. Now, Messages from Our Loved Ones is a special time that Sue and I open up the chat room and we see who wants to hear from one of their loved ones who has passed over. So we would love to hear from you. And Sue, I better open up my room. Actually, <laughs> I forgot to do that. You know what's funny? When you said open up the chat room, it totally is. It's opening up the chat room with the other side. <laughs> oh, I like that. That is so funny because it's like, well, we are opening up the chat room. Come on in. <laughs> Let's go. So hopefully this will work. Mm -hmm. And I so, did share it out as well. Awesome. So I'm going to have to open this up on my phone because it's not going to do it that way. So, Sue, do people ever come in and leave messages on your page or is it only on Enlightened World Network? I think it's, I, I have seen them on, on, um, on mine, but usually it's after the fact, meaning I don't see it until, until we're done. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you to do then is to keep an eye on yours, because I'm going to have to keep an eye on mine. Yep, yep, okay. Yep, there it is. All right, so you can't see the combined chat today. Is that what, you, is that what, you, what you're meaning? Nope, I cannot. Okay. It's just not going to show it to me. Yeah, you were having issues last time, I too. Last time, too, I think, with some of it. It's just being difficult. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, you know, Sue, so since we last did this, um, we had a death in our family that you know about. Oh, maybe I can see it now. Okay. Um, yeah, so we had a death of um, a dear cousin in my family. So the whole death and dying and passing over thing is very near and dear to our hearts right about now. And um, we know that, you know, we're in this demographic, unfortunately, <laughs> but there are, we're losing more and more people in our demographic. So we're not the only family, certainly, that has gone through any loss recently. But what I, I guess what I would like to say, because I had the profound fortune to be able to sit with this beautiful cousin for months while she was going through her illness, and I was seen in meditation literally for six months that she was being prepared in spirit for transitioning over. And she wasn't at a place in body that she wanted that. She had two young, you know, teens at home and she did not want to be passing yet. So she was resisting in the 3D realm, but on in the spiritual realm, she was absolutely being prepared and absolutely being supported. And I was able to see that week after week with her. 
And they would share messages with her that I would share. And it was about things like love and divine love and her importance to her spirit guides and her family. And I mean, it was all just beautiful messages. Mm -hmm. And if you knew that, if you had the inside track like I did on that and knew that they were preparing her in spirit, you could also see that they were preparing her in body. And she just wasn't really wanting to hear it that way. So I, I guess I really do believe that whenever anybody is facing a trend, you know, transition from the 3D into, um, into death, we are absolutely being prepared. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. I, I totally agree with that. I think, and in some way, in, in ways that people might not realize, um, for instance, I know someone who is um, closer and the stories they share are all from like their childhood and bringing up different people in their life, whether they realize it or not. Cause I don't think, I, I think they're totally oblivious to this, but the stories they talk about are with all pe all the other people are gone. They're on the other side. Yes, yes. And see, and there go my chimes, and I'm getting chills on that. And I do think it's them preparing in some way, though they're not conscious of it. And I'm not seeing it from the perspective, the same same way that you were seeing it with your cousin. But when the stories come up, it's like, isn't that interesting? Because the joy that comes up when the storytelling is going on is is totally there you know the sparkle in the eyes comes back and the memory is like bam and it's it's amazing to me so i think that that is also a part of it though they're they're not really consciously aware of it at all So your work in hospice, how long did you work in hospice? Well, several years in Wisconsin and then several years in Arizona. I, I don't remember how, how long exactly, but, you know, two, three years each place, I guess, maybe something like that. And were you intuitive at that time? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I was, so I went in, when I went into Wisconsin, I think I was Reiki attuned. I don't think I had too much more healing work at that point, but I went in with the, I wanted to work on the people from a, from a Reiki standpoint. And that was actually, that was one of the things I had talked to them about. And they were like, yeah, 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 but they didn't really understand it. And where was it? I can't remember if it was Wisconsin or Arizona. One of the places I did do a talk on, on Reiki. And it well, I know I did that at, at where I used to work corporately. That was pretty, pretty interesting. Because <laughs> I was in an insurance company. Wow. 
and it was at lunchtime and I, I brought, uh, I had three or four friends that were all Reiki practitioners in all different levels. And I talked about, you know, and I was bringing up the articles, you know, because that's what people want to connect with and talked about it. And then we did mini Reiki sessions. <laughs> it was, it was great. And I wanted to do it again, but somehow they wouldn't have me back. I don't know why, because people really, I had the most people they said of, of any other talk, but anyway, I digress. So when I was in hospice, I was always doing energy work, whether they were aware of it or not. Because I knew that it was, you know, the flow of love. Let's just say the flow of love. That's something everybody can, can wrap their minds around. Is if you are emanating love and, and helping that flow of love energy be in the room, other than all the other stuff that's in there, it's going to help everybody. It's, you know, it's helping their 3D body, but it's also helping with the transition. So, and there was, I mean, there was one guy, I think I probably told you where he, he had a patch over one eye and his other eye was open and he was just like looking all over and he, and there was a couple times and he was a really tall man. So his arms were really long. <laughs> he reached out and he wasn't reaching for me, scared the crap out of me. Um, but, and I was with him for several hours and he did that the whole time. So it was like, I did not see what he was seeing, but I know that he was absolutely getting close and there was no family around a lot of times, especially when I would do vigil, there wasn't, there wasn't people around. There wasn't family around. And sometimes it was the family just needed a little bit of respite. But a lot of times there, there wasn't. So a, a story along those lines, when our friend Al passed away, he was, well, this was like two days before he passed. But I was there with him and his wife. And he was laying in bed and he had his, he had his eyes closed and he had his arms up like this. And, I, and he was still verbal at that point. And I, I said, Al, what are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm reaching. And I said, what are you reaching for? And he said, I'm reaching for the face of God. Oh. And he wasn't normally a very religious person. And so to hear him say that, mm -hmm. that he was seeing that and reaching for that, that just gave me goosebumps when he said that. Yeah, that's beautiful too. It really is. I mean, and you hear so many times, you know, people people will see their loved ones um, and sometimes they'll name them or, or they'll say, yeah, mom's over. Why is mom over in the, you know, and it's somebody that's in their 80s and it's like, you know that their mom isn't here. <laughs> so, that's yeah, she's right over there. That is what happened with Al. And at one point he said, how are you, Irene? How are you, Shirley? And I said to my friend, of course, nobody was in the room with us. 
I said, who is Irene and who is Shirley? And she goes, well, Irene is his mother and Shirley was his sister. Well, of course, Al was in his late 80s when he passed. So, you know, clearly they have passed. And it was kind of humorous because during the day, I would hear little bits of conversation that he was having with his mother and his sister. And it wasn't all positive. At one point, he said something like, that's enough, Shirley. <laughs> and I thought, okay, we just carry some of those same things with us as we go into death that we were living with in life. But that was kind of fascinating to watch. And it, it is interesting. I have heard about people where, you know, all the kids are gathered and then, and the, the parent, you know, doesn't matter which parent hangs on and hangs on and hangs on. And then all of a sudden you hear that, no, there was the son that left home when he was really young and they haven't talked for decades and he's waiting for that son to come home. And then they get, you know, they get a phone call from that son and then they're gone. So it's, it's, it's so interesting that people, they are preparing on so many levels and we just don't know what all the, all the things are that are going on for them that we think, like, didn't you get over that years ago? It's like, nope, they're kind of ticking off their little list of whatever it is that they have to get, get taken care of. Or they're resolving it from a, a spiritual standpoint where they're having the, the energetic conversations, you know, the spiritual conversations. And there's, there's just so much that goes on. There, can you well I was gonna say can you share some of some of what you were seeing yeah absolutely yeah well with my cousin yeah absolutely so about a week before she passed I was in meditation and what they showed me and I have seen this what I call the river of life I've seen this river of life I don't know 10 times now in meditation but what they, and when I say they, I work with Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Gabriel, Divine Mother, the Christ Consciousness. I know, Sue, you work a lot with those same folks. Um, and then the guides for the individual people that I work with. And so I was in meditation and I saw this river of life and everybody who is in a body still everybody who's still alive, is in this ethereal river of life. And some are on inner tubes and some are swimming and just, you know, some are doing whatever, but they're in this flow of energy. They are alive. And I saw, this is about a week before she passed, I saw my cousin get out of the river of life and sit on the edge, sit on the bank and look at the folks that were still in the river. And after a few minutes, she got up and she started walking out with a guide. And I thought, okay, this, this could be close, knowing that there is no such thing as time in the ethereal realm. So you, so you can't say, Oh, well, this is what I saw today. So therefore she's got, you know, TikTok three. <laughs> That's 
right? Is it a week? Is it a month? We don't know. So then I watched as she came back in and she was watching her son and daughter in the river of life. And they started laughing because laughter is what she brought to them. She was always laughing. And even when she was really, really sick, she would find something to laugh about. And it's, that was just who she was. And so she saw that she would be remembered for what she brought to them. And I heard the words, prepare your hearts. And she kept walking out. And I reached out to her mother, my aunt, and she's, she's open to the spiritual work. And I told her what I had seen. And I said, they've asked for you all to prepare your hearts. And she then, you know, went back and was working with the kids and the husband and all that. And literally about four days later, she passed. So what a gift to be able to receive messages and see where somebody is in their journey. That's an amazing gift. And to even just hear that, prepare your hearts. So we do have someone who would like to hear. Oh, somebody's watching. Welcome, April. We're glad that you're, you're here. Another situation that I just had was um, a friend of mine, an elderly friend of mine, her cousin was passing. And I had promised her years ago that if she needed me to help her travel, to get to see him, I would help her. Well, I didn't think it would be at this late stage of where she's so compromised and he was on his way out. So we were planning on going June 6th, I think it was. And so I was sitting there in meditation and I saw him get out of the river of life. And I thought, darn it, we're like, we better hurry or we're going to miss this. And so I checked in with his guides and I said, and this was kind of crazy because I'm working off our calendar, right? And I said, if we fly out to see him on June 6th, are we too late? And the answer was yes. So I called my friend and I said, we have to go. We have to like go tomorrow or you might miss him. So we flew out on the 3rd where we were going to fly out the sixth, we flew out on the third and he passed the night of the fifth. Wow. And it was such a validation to receive that confirmation from spirit. And it was incredibly important that she was there for his passing. And it was incredibly important for her that she supported him in his passing. So it was amazingly divine how mm -hmm. that worked. But I'm really appreciating that river of life concept. And just as an intuitive, um, being able to see where are folks in yeah. that river of life. Yeah, and I, I have not ever seen the river of life. Um, I like the analogy of it. And I like the visual that you paint as you're describing it. Um, I know that I have 
different people have said, you know, so-and-so is close and so is so-and-so is close. And it's like, I, I, depending on who it is, you know, it's like, I don't want to hear it. It's on, it's not my business. Now, the situations that you're in very different because the person is, is ill and, you know, all that going on. So that absolutely, but it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I, because anything can happen. And the reason I think, um, cause I, I know you and I have talked about different people that I know that are, you know, having difficulties going on. And it's like, things keep going, you know, keep plugging along. So it's like when, when my dad was really sick, I remember I got probably three different times. I got calls at work. You need to come to the hospital now. He's not going to make it through the day. He's not going to make it through the night. And so everybody rushes to the hospital. And, you know, by the third time you get a phone call like that, it's like, yeah, dad's going to be, you know, he'll be fine. It's just a, we don't ever know. And I, people are going to go, especially family. I think family needs to hear this. Your friends, family, whoever it is, if they want you there in the room with them, you will be. If they don't, you won't. So if you think you're going to sit there for hours and hours and hours, and I'm not even going to get up to pee because I want to be with them. It's like, if they don't want you there, the second you get up to pee, they're going to go. <laughs> yes. Yes. We've seen that. But I think in your situation, especially with your friend, because I knew that you were going to go and I did, I didn't know the rest of the story as to why, you know, I knew there was a reconnection that, that, that they wanted, but it also, I think it, it is beautiful that you could see that and spirit guided you to, to see that. So you could, um, facilitate the two of them getting together before before one left yeah so. and he knew that she was there which was nice yeah and she she knew that well and that's the other thing is people even when people are in a coma whether they are consciously you know aware of things family members know k-n-o-w know that they know k-n-o-w what's going on you know whether they're awake and aware or not they know so holding their hands sharing stories you know letting them know how much you love them being there rubbing their feet if that's what they enjoy you know just putting lotion on their hands whatever it is and speaking the words or the telling them the stories that you that you want to share that you want to remember, and it was a happy memory with them. It's like share those because they can hear that, they can feel that, they they know that you're there because they're actually not in their body anymore. They're up there floating around. It's like oh look, yeah, yes. And even if they're 
deaf or hard of hearing hear in the 3D, guess what, friends? They can hear you. Because when I was with Al and Al couldn't hear anything without his hearing aids in, and he did not have them in, and he and I were having a conversation just like this, and he heard everything I said. It was really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So question, when your cousin got out of the pool, because it was still several days beforehand, um, you know how people talk about, oh, they, they're, they're out of their body. You know, they're not in their body. So if you would have been in the room with her, what do you think you would have noticed? So I was actually supposed to be in the room with her, which is interesting. Um, I had a trip planned to go be with her. And my aunt reached out the night before and said, she's too sick, don't come, which is funny because I was going to go pray with her. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to be feeling well to have somebody pray with you, but it was fine. You know, and I thought this makes sense that her closest family is there with her. It's perfect, right? It's perfect. Yeah. Um, and, but when I would check in with her spiritually, I could tell she wasn't really in her body and her aunt just, um, her, my aunt was just saying, you know, she's really struggling and, you know, hospice has been called, etc. So I don't know what all they were looking at physically, but I, I did see she really was not in her body to speak of. And what was interesting with my friend who I had traveled with, as I would check in during the day spiritually, I was not in the room with her, but I was on call <laughs> with her and, you know, walking her through what she was experiencing. And as I checked in with him spiritually, I could see that he was not in his body. And it was so interesting, Sue, because it was like, you know, in China, they talk about a red thread that connects you to the people that you love and care about. I could see him in spirit away from his body, and he was connected to his body by like this thread. And then as we got closer to the time that he actually passed, his spirit was further and further and further and further from his body, but he was still connected by one little one little string of life force or something yeah. Yeah. interesting to, I had not seen that before, mm -hmm. but I can tell you when my father passed, he was um, really lucid and verbal until really the last, we stopped talking to him about two hours before he died. And then we were just quiet because we didn't want to distract him. Because we could tell he was working so hard at trying to die. But, and I'm laughing, not because it was funny, but just because, I don't know, it's just a human reaction right now. Um, but he would say things like, it's wrapped around my waist and I can't unhook it. And, you know, it's stuck. It's, it's stuck under my back. And I think... He was talking about this thread thing, this cord that was keeping his soul intact with his body. And my dad wanted to die very badly at that point. 
And it was like, what can I do to unravel this? He was asking. I was like, uh, I don't know that. <laughs> but, you know, he would say to us things like, could you just grab my pillow and smother me? And we would say, no, we won't do that for you. But he really wanted to go. But but the point being that he saw this cord wrapped around his waist and couldn't untangle that. I just wonder if it's the same kind of cord that I saw from Lloyd to his body. It it feels like it is. It's almost like the like an umbilical cord, you know. Um, and it, it is interesting. And if a if a person really wants to go, they're done, done, done being here. Their body is done, done, done being here. They're like, get me the heck out of Dodge. You know, I'm out of here. I'm wondering what that last little bit is, because obviously there is still something that they're finishing up on some level. So maybe it's even at either such a deep level that they aren't even in the energetic realm, they're not, they're not seeing it. Or it maybe it's that the right people have to be gathered, you know, or ooh, chills. Um, <clears throat> that you know, that the right family members are there, or or maybe it's oh, never thought of that. If they're if they're some kind of a, a donor, you know, maybe it's that the recipients aren't lined up yet. Now, with an elderly person, I, I don't know if they're still, you know, I I don't know how that goes on, but there may be something like that. So there's so much of a, a, a web that we have that we just don't know what the ripple effects are that they're still trying to figure out and what might change if you did take the pillow and say, okay, dad, that's what you want. Right. right. Well, with with my dad's situation, there was so much healing that took place during the last two hours of his life, emotional healing for my sister and for me, and I think for my dad, that had my dad died five hours earlier, five weeks earlier, that wouldn't have happened. But that was such a beautiful gift in his passing was that healing. So, you know, yeah. there's just always all these things. We don't know what makes it the perfect time. So Prochetta is saying, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness I got you. Time Prochetta. All right. So Prochetta, we've just been having a beautiful conversation here. And we can go and check in and see what's up with your family. Yeah. So for those of you who we've got some folks watching online that perhaps haven't been here before. So Sue has a deck of cards that she created that provides messages from her loved ones. And she pulls one out while one jumps out for her. And then she reads into that message. And then I just read into this, the energetic message that I receive as well. So Prochetta, welcome back. We're glad that you're here. 
Is she looking for mom or dad or both or? Don't know. Oh, she's seen her mom and dad. Oh, so she's not asking for for a card. She's just missing them. Yeah, I think would like to hear a message. She said both, please. Oh, okay, got it. All right. It's funny because I pulled two cards. First one popped out. The second one wanted to come out differently. So the first one is mom. Mm -hmm. But dad wanted to be different this time. <laughs> so I'm getting dad for sure. Yeah. So mom <laughs> is uh oh notice the scents and aromas. Oh. Interesting. You know, this is interesting. And it's funny because usually when I when you hear about scents and aromas, you think about oh flowers or you know, um, I think about sometimes when I'm walking, you know, different scents that come up. And I instantly went to cooking. <laughs> I instantly went to cooking. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it's the, it's the uh, heavy spices. And the, the orange and the red spices is what I'm, is even the, you know, the coloring to it. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting. So it's, I don't know if this ever happens to you, Prochetta, but if you are looking at an old picture or going through on Facebook and, you, and, and just going through pictures of the family and cooking things or um, different, different things that you've done together, and it's almost like when you see the picture, you get the scent of what's in the picture I feel like that is something you're gonna notice more of. And I, I feel like it's been happening to you and it's like, huh, where's that come? And I think it's happening, but I think it's gonna happen more often now that you notice it and recognize it. Well, she said she's going home to Delhi on the 19th. So, yeah. Um, Prochetta, what I got with your mom, it was absolutely cooking. So that's fun that that was what Sue had gotten as well. But I'm watching her cook and it's, oh, she's going to her mom's house. Um, but to me, it's almost like a, a soup or a stew, but it's the sauce. It's not the meat. It's not the vegetables. It's the sauce. And as she's cooking, she was looking at you and um, Prachir right? Prachir is your brother. Um, and smiling. And like you guys are there nestled in close to where she's cooking. But just that love and joy of being together in the moment when you were younger is really what I'm getting with her. But so much love. Prachir is more into cooking. Yeah. But what I'm really seeing is the love that she felt and the joy that she felt being your mother mm -hmm. and loving you through her cooking is what she's showing me. But your dad actually came in first. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing what, what card you have for her dad. Uh, and just as you're talking about the cooking, what I'm seeing visually is mom is stirring, watching the kids, feeling the love, 
And the love is going from her down the spoon into this into whatever it is that she's making. That's the extra ingredient that everybody, you know, when you it's like that doesn't taste like mom's. It's that's the piece of mom that goes into the cooking <laughs> that you can't recreate. <laughs> you got to put in your own love. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm going to share a message before we get to your dad. Um, our neighbor, a couple houses back, um, our neighbor's daughter had passed of cancer and gutted the family, just absolutely gutted the family. She was, DeAndre was about, I think, 24 at the time. And the mom, Norma, was a baker, loved to bake cookies, and that was her gift to whoever. It was her therapy. And one particular time, she brought over some cookies for us, and I had a bite and immediately started crying. And I went next door and I said, what was happening when you were making these cookies? And she said, it was two in the morning and I was crying. And it, boy, the grief came through the food and the love from your mother came through the food. I mean, I've never experienced emotions coming through food like that, but I can absolutely see what you're saying, Sue, having experienced that with Norma's cookies. And it totally makes sense. I mean, even it literally in this 3D world makes sense. I love that. But it, yes, perfect analogy. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> okay, so let's see what dad has to say. And it's funny because how I saw dad, which makes no sense to me, is in a top hat. Almost like, you know, the top hat and the tucks where it's a, it's the long tails. Is that what it's called? That's how I was seeing him, which make, I, I don't know. I don't know why that visual was coming to me. As soon as you popped on and said you wanted a message, that's what I saw. Uh, let's see. Notice what is right in front of your eyes. Ooh, okay, okay. I love this. So many times, we just really don't, don't even see. It's like, even as I'm sitting here, if I'm looking I, I can see the tangelo tree and I can see the oleanders, but I'm not seeing what's right here. So you can literally look beyond something because you're looking into the distance. And as I say that, I feel like there's, there's what, what he's saying is look to your present instead of so far down the future or so far into the past. It's like, Notice what's in this in this moment and time right now. You know, what are you grateful for? What are you noticing? What are you feeling? Be in this time and space because that is what's in front of you. I also feel that if you close your eyes, that's another aspect of what's right in front of you. And people, it's like, it's just dark. I don't see anything. It's like, just allow whatever's going to pop up to pop up. Because I think there's, 
it's almost like you can ask a question and close your eyes and you will get a message, whatever it is in that moment. So there's a there's a lot to this. Notice what's right in front of you. Wow, your dad is like, whoop. And I only, I see even with the, the top hat and the long tail tucks, he's got the cane also also, but it's not a cane to walk. It's the they used to use it for like tap dancing as part of a yes, the entertainment cane. That's what it is. So there you go. Yep. So your dad popped in first to me. Um, Prochetta said my dad was a very stylish person. <laughs> what, what your dad was showing to me was at that, and he was very handsome. I'm sure he was. And he probably still is. Prochetta is my guess. Mm -hmm. um, what, he, what I was seeing was as your mother was cooking for the two of you, your dad coming in and being funny. Now, I don't know, like my dad was not funny. He, he thought he could tell jokes. My dad was not funny. Um, but what I was seeing with your dad was him being funny, but his, and I don't know, I would love to know, Prochetta, if, if you thought your dad was funny, but he's looking at this scene of the two kids and his wife and this loving scene and having such pride in you all and pride in the family that he was part of creating and I just see I don't think he's not coming across like he was silly all the time but like uh tweak your cheek silly you know just like a subtle rather than a ha 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 is kind of what it looks like but such pride in you all and light-hearted which is so it was fun, Sue, for you to say, you know, the top hat and the tails and the cane, because he's coming across as very lighthearted right now. So that's just what I was getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even I, I don't see, you know, it's not like he's standing straight. It's not like he's dancing around either, but he's he does have kind of that. It's like. The top half of his body is over just a little bit. And he's not tipping his hat, but he's getting ready to, or he just did. It's almost like the, so. Anyway. It's just a nod. It's just a nod with the hat. Yep. Yeah. And Prashita said he was very emotional and would have tears in his eyes easily. I think he was incredibly proud of you all and very proud of his family and what he was able to create. He was a tall man over six feet. Yeah, that's very cool. You know, it's not, it's not a surprise that you and your brother are together and you're planning on going to your mother's home and your parents are right there with you. That's not a surprise. Mm -hmm. If if nothing that you've heard from us, Prochetta, other than, you know, with these repeat situations with your parents, which I absolutely love, is the message that they are right here with you. Because every time we have sat here and sat in their presence, they have shown us time and time again, they are right there 
with you. Yeah. And Prachetta, you say you miss them, and I wholly understand that. I think if you can, as Sue was talking about, sit and open your heart to the fact that they are with you now, but just in a different way. Yeah. And maybe you don't have to miss them as much mm -hmm. as you can feel them. Yeah. And right along with that, while you're there, sit down in several rooms or one particular room and close your eyes and just imagine the, I want to say the hustle and bustle, but the, the activity in the room. Feel into it. If you, if you can't feel it, imagine it. So if you're not visualizing it, imagine it. You know, oh yeah, we did this. Oh yeah, we did this. And you know, I'm imagining, excuse me, I'm imagining that you're sitting in the kitchen because it seems like that's probably where the most, that in the dining room, there's the most activity. But it feels like just allow yourself as Ruth said, opening your heart. So sit down, do a few deep breaths, feel your heart, just literally feel your heart open to the love that still you can actually like feel it in the room and just allow yourself to feel their presence. Um, Prichetta, thank you. She said her heart is full of love and gratitude for us. So that's sweet. And she said, I don't have words. She said, I wish I could hug them at times. So what I want you to hear, Prichetta, is when you say that you're coming from a place of lack of what I can't have. Let's try to not be with the, I can't hug them. I can't cook for them. I can't hear their words. I can't smell that. Let's try to not go with the lack. Let's go with the, this is what I can. I can talk to them. I can love them. I can feel their presence or I can imagine it. As Sue said, if you can't feel it, you can have the conversations. You and Prochir can have the memories together and imagine them there with you in your kitchen. But really try to focus in on the stuff that you can have, because the more you focus in on what you can't have, the further away they feel from you. Yep. So imagine that you're hugging them. Visualize that. Feel that. Wow. Yeah, I know it's hard to go home and I know it's hard because when you're in that space, then you remember the things that you don't have. So I think when you're in the home, just allow yourself to bask in their energy that's in the home. Because mm -hmm. I don't believe that energy ever dies. Mm -hmm. 
absolutely doesn't. So who lives in the home now? I don't know, Bridgetta, who's in that home now? <laughs> I'm kind of curious. <laughs> it's a, or is it, you know, is it in the family? Yeah, she says, I feel my mom all over the house in Delhi. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's locked. It's locked up. Okay. Yeah, it's because um, uh, my bro my older brother owns the house where we grew up. That and and it's the only it's the only house that I would remember my mom in. Oh sure. Uh, and he has it. Obviously, he has it rented out because he's not he's not in Wisconsin anymore. But um, it's it's funny because I know there's there's the memory of that house and the pictures. You know, going through the pictures, it's like when my brothers and I were cleaning it up after my dad had passed away. It's like, wow, this room is a lot smaller than. I you know, like, oh, that tree is a lot bigger than I, you know, different things. It's just so funny. It's like, really? That helped? <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Well, Prichetta, thank you so much for allowing us to reconnect with your mother and your father in Prichir. So I wish you safe travels. Yeah. Love to you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. So we've, we do have some folks online who have joined us today, perhaps for the first time. We're glad that you're here with us. Sue and I do this together once a month, and it's the second Monday, I believe. That's where we're at now, the second Monday of the month. So if you would like to join us in July, please do. We look forward to having you all here with us. And we are certainly open to receiving messages from your loved ones. We're out of time for today, but um, next month, please join us again. So, Prachetta, lots of love to you all. So, Sue, thank you so much for being here. And friends here at Enlightened World Network, thank you. Thanks for being here with us. And thanks for being open to the fact that life continues after death. We are very much alive in spirit after we pass out of our bodies. So take good care. God bless. We'll see you all.